This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, it is. It's a podcast and you love it. So I'm going to kick off the deep dive for tonight. And uh, tonight we're looking at King Crimson, uh, an eclectic progressive rock pioneer, uh, pioneering band of progressive rock. Uh, They formed in London in 1968 and they rose to prominence with their 1969 album In the Court of the Crimson King. It remains their most successful album and it reached number five in the UK and number 28 in the US and it melded elements of jazz, classical music and a whole heap of other genres and it's really considered one of the pioneering uh, albums of the progressive rock genre, although the band themselves have sort of distanced themselves from the uh, classification as progressive rock. Tonight, I'm going to be looking at a track from that album, as one of, as well as one of their later albums uh, called Discipline, which is going to make up the bulk of the steep dive. Uh, the band has gone through a whole heap of members. They only have one musician who has stayed in the whole time called Robert Fripp. He's a very talented guitarist. He's worked with a whole heap of amazing musicians, including uh, David Bowie and others. Uh, So Court of the Crimson King features Fripp on guitar. It also coincidentally features Greg Lake on vocals. He would later go on to form the successful prog rock band Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Uh, After a series of less than successful albums and a changing lineup, Fripp disbanded King Crimson in 1974 but then in 1981 he reformed the band with a new lineup: uh, Adrian Ballou on electric guitar and lead vocals Robert Fripp on electric guitar, guitar synthesizer and Frippatronics which is this sort of weird tape delay effect using guitars and stuff that he pioneered definitely recommend googling it because it's kind of hard to explain but it's a very unique sort of Uh, element of his music it's got Tony Levin on Chapman Stick and bass Chapman Stick is like a bass guitar but instead of uh, plucking it with a pick or your fingers you tap the notes so it gives it a very uh, percussive feel he also was on backing vocals and then Bill Bruford on drums he also played in some earlier incarnations of King Crimson and he came back for this lineup. This lineup released a trio of albums in the early 80s, beginning with 1981's Discipline, which is the album we'll be primarily looking at tonight, all of which were like reasonably successful, sort of around the top 40 in the US and UK, but uh, nowhere near the peak of uh, their earlier work. Uh, these albums incorporated a variety of sounds from post-punk, particularly adding in some really talking heads style aesthetics. Uh, Adrian Blue t- toured and recorded with Talking Heads in the early 80s, 1980, 1981. At one point, he was even approached to replace uh, David Byrne of Talking Heads as their new frontman, but uh, that never happened, so he ended up in King Crimson. Uh, to kick it off, I want to look at just one track from In the Court of the Crimson King, because I think it would be a, a crime not to look at their sort of seminal first album. It's uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man, which is the first track off the album, and in my opinion, the best. I, I think the rest of the album kind of meanders a bit, but uh, don't, don't let anyone else know I said that. Uh, so yeah, let's check out 21st Century Schizoid Man. It's real intense, it's noisy, it's manic. Uh, the soloing throughout this track is crazy. It's very jazz-inspired, but I'm a massive fan of it. It's got all this brass instrumentation on the main riff. Lake's vocals are super raw. They're really aggressive. They've put all this distortion on his voice. Uh, there's all this guitar distortion in the verses. It's really awesome. It's fuzzy. It's janky. It's got these nice sort of dissonant chords with these really spooky sound effects in the background, really complementing it. The drumming is excellent in the outro of all the verses with this almost sort of stuttered style where they almost drunken drumming but uh, much cooler than uh, Drunken Drumming. If you know what that is, that's a sort of R&B style that's uh, been pioneered by some cool musicians. Definitely give that a YouTube uh, if you don't know what it is. Uh, it's got this really awesome segue into instrumental section, which is the bulk of the song. It's got some great bar- brass lines, super funky. It almost feels, I guess, like a prog rock extension of Big Bang Jazz. Uh, the bass lines are super intricate. We're getting all these sort of counterpoint melodies against Fripp's really searing guitar solos, which once again have a really jazz-influenced style to them. And then we're getting this uh, really texturally super dense section at the very end, and then the band drops out, and they come in with all these sort of short staccato phrases, lots of melodic imitation and double tracking, and the drums sound excellent, and they, they follow these melodic lines really closely, and it's very cool. 
And then uh, we get this awesome, noisy segue back into the verse. And the final verse vocals are my favourite. I feel like they sound really tortured and noisy and awesome, especially on this last line where he says, nothing here's what we really need. And it just sounds really cool. So definitely keep an eye uh, and ear out for that uh, line. And then the song ends with a sort of cacophonous, crazy crescendo, just noisy chaos. And it's awesome. So let's check it out. Uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. You're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 191 FM, and we are doing a deep dive into King Crimson, specifically their 1981 album, Discipline. But to kick it off, we're listening to 21st Century Schizoid Man from their 1969 debut in the court of the Crimson King. So without further ado, here it is.
activate your Radio 1 card and unlock discounts on products and services all across Aotearoa like this. Get two for one water hire, hire one and get another one free for a friend. With your one card, T's and C's apply at Otago Harbour Golf Challenge, 139 Portobello Road. Go to www.r1.co.nz forward slash activate and open up a world of savings with your Radio 1 card. Peer USA offers the peer support service, a diverse team of student supporters to help students become something more. We can help you with most things like homesickness, questioning your gender or sexuality, stresses from studying or flatting, difficulty making friends, or even a personal or professional crisis. When students need it, peer support could help them with our skills, our knowledge, and our experience. Whatever the reason, OUSA Peer Support Service is here for you. Pop in and chat to them at 5 Ethel Benjamin Place or email help at ousa.org.nz. The legendary Captain Shaw returns for this, his 126th year. COVID-19 couldn't keep us down. Now we're back and better than ever, and it promises to be a jolly good laugh. The Captain Shaw starts on September 25th and runs to October 1st. It is in the Teachers College Auditorium and starts at 7.30. Tickets are selling fast. Get yours today at eventbrite.co.nz or OUSA reception. Save on local products and services in 2020 with the Radio 1 card. Card, card. Collect yours from the Student ID office in the University Link building. Then activate it to unlock all the bonus benefits. 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 Activate your Radio 1 card at r1.co.nz forward slash activate. To get exclusive discounts, discounts. gain access to mind-blowing content content. and automatically go in the draw for Radio 1 competitions and promotions. promotions. Not a student? No worries. Just come up and see us at the Radio 1 offices, 640 Cumberland Street. The Radio 1 card is back to save you money in 2020. 2020. That was 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson from their debut 1969 album In the Court of the Crimson King, which is one of the seminal and pioneering albums of the progressive rock genre. We're now going to skip ahead uh, 12 years to 1981 uh, for the rest of the deep dive when I want to look at their uh, 1981 album Discipline, which is one of my favourite albums in uh, the prog rock genre, which I'm not a massive connoisseur of by my own admission but i think this is a very cool album and to kick it off i want to look at a track called elephant talk um it is super talking heads like it's very post-punky i think it's super cool uh we've got tony levin uh, the bassist in this lineup of the band he's playing chapman stick which gives that really percussive feel because he's tapping all the notes as opposed to plucking them with a finger or a string uh adrian blue is playing all these uh chimey sort of notes he uses the tremolo bar which is that little uh wobbly bit on a guitar um and it moves the bridge in and out to change the pitch of the notes slightly he uses that super heavily and sticks out really nicely against the sort of warm uh, bass and guitar of Levin and Fripp respectively uh, I love Baloo's vocals they're super out there and weird they're frantic and intense they're super unpredictable with especially the cadence of his phrases are just super janky and crazy and he uses this really cool uh, fuzz effect to get this elephant noise uh, which is why the song is called Elephant Talk uh, Baloo has this sort of um I guess you'd call it some sort of fuzz pedal. Uh, there's a really great live version on YouTube where you can see him fiddling with the pedal as he uh, plays the guitar, and it's very cool. Uh, you get all this sort of polyphonic interplay between the bass playing and Fripp's guitar, and then we get this really weird sort of squeaky solo by Robert Fripp, and it's super strange, but it still sounds like right at home in this weird out-there song. And then uh, we get a really nice textural change during that solo. Uh, it almost feels like a break from the manic intensity of the rest of the song and then uh, Blue, Adrian Blue, Blue has a fuzzy and out there noisy solo and I really love the way it sort of cuts in and out of the song and then at the very end of that solo it segues back into that elephant noise and it's a really uh, cool effect so let's check it out Elephant Talk by King Crimson from their 1981 album Discipline after that we'll have Frame by Frame two of my favourite songs from this album you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1 91 FM and we're doing a deep dive 
into King Crimson's 1981 album Discipline and we're listening to Elephant Talk from that album. Let's check it out.
That was Frame by Frame by King Crimson. Uh, before that, we had Elephant Talk, uh, both are from their 1981 album Discipline. That track, Frame by Frame, is one of my favorite guitar tracks ever. I love that main riff. It's also got some really great Chapman stick playing by Tony Levin. It's creating that fast sort of opening riff, which Baloo plays his uh, signature vibrato tremolo chords uh, under, and then we get some great percussion under that as well really maintaining that sort of frantic pace and then we segue into that main guitar riff and it's it is so cool it's uh, I have to break it down usually like I try and avoid uh, breaking it down too much uh, and just you know it's cool but anyway Blue is playing this 8th note riff so he's playing in 7-8 time which means there's 7-8th notes per bar and then Fripp is playing the same riff in unison for a little bit and then he starts playing a modified 6-8 version, so he's he's only playing 6 eighth notes per bar uh, so he's skipping the second last note of the riff, and then after 14 bars, when they're playing them together they sync up again, so you get that really cool uh, phasing effect um, it's inspired by this Indonesian I, I'm going to pronounce this terribly uh, gamelan music of Indonesia which has a really similar style where you get that sort of phasing effect where um, you get the two uh, two melodies playing the same or two identical melodies and then you mess with the, the rhythm of them slightly to get uh, that imitative counterpoint I guess is what you'd describe it as uh, there's lots of cool composers like Steve Reich uh, who has a piece called Clapping Music which you can find on YouTube and it's a really uh, easy to see example of uh, this effect I guess you'd call it imitative counterpoint because what, what's really happening is you've got the melody the same melody played twice delayed by like an eighth note to get that cool effect and it, it's just really cool I'm a massive fan of that that sound uh, I love Adrian Blue's vocals they're long suspended notes over that sort of staccato guitar sounds really cool uh, Levin's, Levin's backing vocals create that really haunting spooky atmosphere for the track and then I love the transitions between the verse and that sort of that main intro riff that we hear at the start. Uh, after the first verse, we get more of that sort of intense, fast-paced bass playing, and then uh, the tremoloed chords, and then which is really accented by the drums. The chords are, and then the drums sort of complement the bass, and they switch over, and it, uh, it's, it's very cool. I think the percussion on this album is fantastic, and then it really finishes off with that very clear example of that. Uh, that imitative counterpoint effect in the um, in the guitar riff, which sounds awesome. Uh, moving on, I want to look at a track called Indiscipline, which is another very Talking Heads-esque track on this album. It begins with this sort of janky intro with the bass and guitar playing, these sort of short staccato chords, and the drums sort of improvising over top. And then it segues into this, this searing guitar solo with this really cool instrumental underneath playing this very rhythmic, minimalist-style pattern underneath again. And then uh, the band drops out, and it's followed by Adrian Ballou's lead vocals with these sort of bass and guitar notes punctuating his speech. And then underneath we get this sort of little guitar hammer-on trill thing that sort of moves up slowly into the mix, really taking over. And then... Um, the, the whole band sort of tears back in really abruptly with this noisy instrumental break and we get super fuzzy solos and a chimey guitar, it sounds great and then the band cuts out again and we get this another sort of weird, surreal, talking heads-esque verse uh, I love Blue's uh, vocal lines in the second verse where he says I repeat myself when under stress and he starts repeating that over and over again uh, I just think it's very cool, that spoken word effect, uh, I think it really complements the sort of zany uh, wacky style of the music and then the track finishes off with some more noisy solos and some really great percussion the, the drumming on this track is really excellent, I definitely recommend listening out for it, there's some really great fills throughout the track, so yeah let's check it out, this is Indiscipline by King Crimson from their 1981 album Discipline and then after that we will have Thela Hung Jinjit uh, from the same album you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 191 FM and we're doing a deep dive into King Crimson's 1981 album Discipline and here is the track Indiscipline from that album
I do remember one thing. It took hours and hours, and by the time I was done with it, I was so involved, I didn't know what to think. I carried it around with me for days and days, playing little games, like not looking at it for a whole day, and then looking at it to see if I still liked it. I did! myself when under stress I repeat 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 the more I look at it the more I like it <laughs> I do think it's good the fact is no matter how closely I study it no matter how I take it apart no matter how I break it down, it remains consistent. I wish you were here to see it!
That was Thela Hunjinjit by King Crimson. Before that, we had Indiscipline, both from their 1981 album Discipline. That track, Thela Hunjinjit, which I'm going to struggle to say uh, for the next two minutes or so, is an anagram of Heat and Jungle, which is a slang for a crime in the city, I guess American slang for that. Uh, it's got a real 80s feel to that track. That fast-paced sort of chorused guitar gives a really distinctly 80s feel. I really love that bouncy bass throughout the entire track um it really gives that sort of afrobeat feel especially the drums and the bass and the sort of group vocals in the intro give a very uh, distinctly afrobeat feel or style to this track the vocals are super theatrical in this track uh the spoken word sections are actually a recording of adrian blue who was telling his bandmates uh that he was harassed he was walking around in london and he was harassed by like uh, gang members and in the police and he was recording himself and you know he was recording stuff like it's a dangerous city and then um or you know stuff like that and uh the gang members accidentally you know he he tries to show these gang members you know i'm just in a band this is just some tape recorder and he has some you know very suspicious sounding lyrics on it so um yeah and then uh robert fripp recorded adrian blue saying this to the bandmates back at the studio without his knowledge and then uh they used it on the track which i think sounds really cool and uh gives it a really sort of improv- improvisational tone to it i really love the guitar fix especially 
um, another track we're getting the sort of weird speeding up and delay effects um, that really complement Blue's stressed speech, particularly about his interaction you know, with those gang members. Uh, and then we get that awesome guitar synthesizer solo at the end, c- creating that very uh, thick double-track style and with more janky dissonant staccato guitar phrasing and increasing pace and dynamics. And we get a crescendo at the end and then that, uh, that really sudden finish. And it really, to me, emphasizes that uh, uh, stressful tone in the track and there's some more uh, time signature messing around we're getting some metric metric modulation and all that cool stuff so uh, yeah it's a very neat track Uh, the last track I want to look at tonight to finish off the deep dive is called Discipline it's the title track of the album it's an instrumental track it's got some more uh, time signature stuff messing around with time signatures the main riff once again has got that sort of very Afrobeat style some more sort of polyphonic interplay between the bass and guitar I really love the chimey sort of guitar tone the reverb on the drums really um, adds to that world music vibe and then the bass tone almost has a sort of 80s synth you know um, sampled sounding tone at least to my ear and we're getting all these cool segues into different rhythmic patterns throughout the song with some great imitative counterpoint in, uh, in this track as well like there was in Frame by Frame which we looked at earlier tonight and we get all these uh, sort of you know increasing in, uh, pace and pitch and then the guitar lines uh we get to a point where it's just the guitar lines by themselves. Uh, yeah, I think it really gives another example of this band's uh, instrumental virtuosity. So to finish off tonight's State Dive, I want to look at one more track, Discipline by King Crimson. You've been listening to Monday Night Psych. We've been doing a deep dive into King Crimson's 1981 album, Discipline, and here is the title track to conclude the deep dive, Discipline by King Crimson.
That was Discipline from King Crimson's 1981 album of the same name, and that concludes our deep dive for this week. I definitely recommend checking out that album, Discipline, particularly the second half of the album, which is mainly instrumental tracks. It's got some really uh, cool uh, virtuos- virtuosic performances there, and then I would also recommend listening to a King Crimson's debut album in the Court of the Crimson King, which we checked out. We checked out the title, uh, the first track, rather, from a that album and it's also worth a listen uh, it's a very seminal prog rock album uh, coming up next that was a f***ing Radio 1 podcast mate, there's heaps more at r1.co.nz